Ruthless Talk community. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 14. Number 14 of yes, sir. Ruthless Talk. Brian, welcome back. It's good Thank to see you. your beautiful face yet again. <laughs> we missed you from yesterday's, or not yesterday's, uh, two days Tuesday. ago. Tuesday, yeah. We covered uh, Monday Night Raw, man. So yeah, man, it's good to have you back. Like I said, guys, today is Thursday. Today's Thursday, so that can only mean one thing. It's AEW, right? AEW Dynamite is what we're reviewing today. So lots to talk about in this show. We, we might just rename this show The Shit Show. because <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it. That is yeah. one way of putting it, Brian, for sure, man. Uh, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because that's why before we get into this show is kind of what I want to talk about uh, to start this thing off is just the state of AEW and just, and where it's going. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, of course, guys, we'll talk, I know WWE, they got their whole spiel going on. We got, you know, the elimination chamber and, uh, and WrestleMania coming up soon. Uh, but yep. today I want to keep the focus on for AEW. Uh, like I said, on Sunday, we're covering Friday night SmackDown. Should be a big SmackDown after what happened on the fallout of the Royal Rumble. So make sure you guys tune in for our review because I'm sure SmackDown is going to be it's going to be must see. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking no forward to that one. To the Miz, but but yeah, <laughs> must see indeed for that show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for episode 15 when we cover SmackDown. But anyway, getting back to AEW. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned that Brian about a shit show and that's pretty much what AEW has pretty much been over the last several months, you know, and, and mm -hmm. it's disappointing because I say this all the time, right? You know, I always want to see both WWE and AEW succeed, you know, yeah. still being still a very new company. They've only been in, in business now for a little over three years. And, but the thing is, is that by now you would think that Tony Khan would have his ducks in a row. You would think that he would get the ball rolling by now. Now, even though, like, I don't know if you've seen ratings as of late, they actually did decently uh, in the ratings last week. You can thank Mark Briscoe and the Briscoe brothers. Yeah, for sure, 100%. I'm sure a lot of the niche audience, you know, they wanted to see the Briscoes compete, and they got that few uh, few hundred thousand fo uh, followers, <laughs> viewers, uh, to, get, uh, to view their show uh, from last week. So, again, you can kind of thank them for that. So... It would not surprise me, uh, Brian, if they just go straight down under that 1 million and back to that 800, 900 uh, viewership, man. But yeah, it's just it's just the inconsistency, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about inconsistency a lot, man. And that is just, it's just really disappointing because if you go back to, uh, we talked this before we got on here, Brian, just the beginning of when it started, just how, how like how everything gelled and like how yeah. everything was just so well done. You had Jericho, you had Kingston, you had all of these Brody Lee, you know, rest in peace to him, you know, yes, God bless his soul. you know, all of these people, Lance Archer. And now it's just become this formulaic redundant type of show where you pretty much know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. at least formulaic of how the, sh how the shows are, 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 are built wise, you know, of what's going to happen you know a match is going to start off the night you know that there's mjf is going to try to get a crony to try to defeat or try to get him to to wear down his future opponent for his world title match you're going to have some backstage segments you're going to have people you know promote rampage matches that nobody fucking watches you know and all of this crap and it's just like 
you know, it's it's like I always say this thing a lot too, Brian, before I send this off to you is like mm -hmm. it's like watching the same episode over and over and over and over again until it's like, OK, I need to see something new. Like I need to see something different. Mm -hmm. you know? And the other thing, too, is just like and I said this a lot as well. And you guys will understand where I'm going with this. People like you see people on the show like Takeshka, right? You see other people, you know, that like these action Andretti's, you know, Daniel Garcia, like all these people that, yes, do they have talent? Yes. Do, are, is there a place for them? Yes. But the guys that you want on this show, the guys that are going to lift this company to new heights, people like House of Black, people like Miro, people like Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston, they're nowhere to be found. And I'm right. saying to myself, why? Why are they not on these shows? Can someone Absolutely. tell me why? you would pick take a shitta over all of these other people that i just named it does not make any sense to me and mm -hmm. it doesn't get me and i'm sure it doesn't for you brian nor any other aew fan invested about not anything at all because nothing leads to anything nothing gets people excited to want to tune into the to the next week and and beyond and it's just like okay we're seeing great matches that's awesome but guess what brian i can go to a local bingo hall in charlotte north carolina right now and just see great wrestling, right? That's, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, and all these other wrestlers that are not on your show can also put on great matches. Yeah. So what's the difference? You know, and that's just where it's so frustrating, man. And it's just, <clears throat> the state of AEW, man, is just, to me, it, it's just the, the stock and the investment. To, you know, and I, and I, I'm sure I can speak this for a lot of fans out there. And I know that they have their niche fans. They're going to kiss Tony Khan's ass and they're just going to praise everything that he does. But to me, man, the stock is just getting lower and lower and lower to the point where all Tony Khan is going to have left is that niche audience. Because how how long can you just put on just great matches, right? How long can you keep this charade until your even your niche audience says, "Okay, this is getting like very old. I need to see something else." Yep. And at, and you know, and that's when Tony Khan and I mentioned this also in last week's review. He's going to have nobody to blame but himself, man. Mm -hmm. It's just a freaking shame, man. And when, when we go over the show, you guys will know exactly what I mean, how pretty much everything week by week just sounds the same because it is the yeah. opening match to start the show. Nothing getting us invested throughout the rest of the show. We just jump straight into a match. The same backstage segments. You see people promoting rampage matches. Again, a show that nobody freaking watches because it doesn't lead it to anything either. Mm -hmm. um you know you have this the tnt title always being defended why i don't know and we're gonna get into this main event because that really pissed me off and it's gonna it's gonna make more sense when we get into it later on but yeah brian i'm gonna send this off to you man because i know that you're a big you know you're really high on AEW. you yeah. you've gotten invested with AEW since the beginning man and i and i feel for you bro like i really do because i'm the same way i want to see this company mm -hmm. succeed and they're not doing they're they're not reaching they're they're under it's just everything is so underwhelming you know mm -hmm. and, and i know you probably feel the same way man so i'm going to send this off to you man your thoughts about AEW that as a whole right now and and where do you you know see them in the next five years i mean do they survive in the next five to ten years like what do you think man the floor is yours take it away sure thanks man um so yeah i'll start with saying uh you know i was kind of lukewarm on the you know i still followed wrestling still watched you know wwe before AEW started but AEW was really what got me back into like really really following wrestling 
And I just, you know, I went back over, you know, this show and the last three weeks, man, these last three weeks have just been, the to me, like the lowest point, like it is just garbage after garbage after garbage. And like you said, I mean, they do have a lot of talent there. Um, you know, I don't know if going away kind of like <clears throat> WWE, you know, Raw and SmackDown where it's, I know we've had some crossover here recently, but it's kind of, you know, you got your Raw roster and your SmackDown roster, right? Maybe that's what you got to do with with uh, Dynamite and Rampage, you know, instead of so much crossover so people can actually get feuds and storylines and, you know, things of that nature going on a consistent basis. But yeah, man, um, you know, where they are in the future, you know, I, I don't, I can't see them you know, folding necessarily, because I, I think there's too much talent there to do that. But something has to change with just booking, I guess, you know, because there's talented people there, people that can do promos, put on great matches, you know, all of it. And it's just not, it's not flowing. Um, you know, we'll get into it here. But this show in particular last night was just, to me, just... um just I don't know clunky it didn't flow there was a lot of subtle things that um you know just stuck stuck out to me like oh they they messed that up you know it was a bad camera shot there or something on the announce you know from the announcing side you know it was a little little botch there um but to me that just that it's kind of like it just seems unorganized maybe you know I I don't or, you know, maybe it's just slip-ups, and, and they happen, sure. But, man, last night, that show, I just... The highest point of the show, in all honesty here, to me, um, and it doesn't even have to do anything with wrestling. It's, it, again, being a parent, um, after Jade Cargill's match, I guess her daughter was in the audience and probably got scared or something, you know, seeing her mom. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but, you know, she wins the match, comes out, grabs her daughter, and you know, it was kind of consoling her. I mean, that was the best part of the show to me, man. I, it, like, really, really was. I, I, I'm not, other than, well, I'll, I'll save it for the end. Um, But yeah, just not, I wasn't invested in one thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, I talk so much, man, because about holding companies accountable. You know, we talk about holding Vince McMahon accountable. We talk about, holding Tony Khan accountable, but he, and this is the problem about the niche audience, right? There's mm -hmm. a niche audience for WWE and there's a huge niche audience now for AW because all, sure. all these people just want to see is the other company fail, right? Yeah. I don't want to see AW succeed. I don't want to see WWE succeed. It's like, guys, at the end of the day, it's professional wrestling. It's like the same business. I want to see both companies, you know, pull the best out of one another. You know what I right. mean? And that's the problem. It's like- Monday it's, Night Wars, baby. It's like this weird war. It's like, dude, what the fuck are we doing? It's just like, it's unbelievable. So like, we want to, you know, ignore all of the flaws that WWE is doing. We want to ignore all the flaws that the AEW is doing. And, and I'll be honest with you, Brian, until those people are still around, to me, nothing's really even going to change. Yeah. Because it's because that's who- people like Tony Khan and Vince McMahon cling on to, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't like criticism. Even Tony Khan, like, you know, he's, you know, he's checked, you know, he's uh, 
responded to criticisms about there's not a lot of storylines going on and and like how there's too many just too many matches and like you know we, we talk about you know people just flying from pillar to post like you know too much fast mm-hmm. pace slow it down and you know mm-hmm. and he he criticized those people so clearly clearly tony khan just either cannot accept criticism or he just He's just in a, another world of his own. Got so much oh, money, he doesn't care, man. <laughs> he just doesn't you know? care. And that's, and listen, yeah. I know he's a he's a great dude. A lot of people in that company respect him, and and, and that's great, man. Yes. Awesome. Like, trust me, yeah. I, and I've seen it, you know, on social media and stuff. Like, I truly believe he is a great human being. And I, but yeah, I do too. And I believe he's a huge fan of pro wrestling and, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. But yeah. as a business owner, this guy sucks. <laughs> I mean, God damn. And, and, and that's yeah. the problem, man. As long as people are still kissing his ass and saying, oh, I want another great match. And, oh, give me Darby Allen and Samoa Joe. Give me Takashita take and, and A.R. Fox. He's going to give it to him. Yeah. It's, 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 holding, it's holding people accountable, guys. You may like something. It doesn't mean shit. It mm-hmm. does not mean shit. It does not mean the business is getting better because you like it. You know, right. and, and that's and that's the problem, man. So, again, you know, as long as that niche audience is still around, man, you know, who knows if, if things are going to change, man, because it's just and it's just sad because there's so much talent, even mm-hmm. too much talent. Right. We talk about like, yeah, Khan, like the male roster is like it's like overflowing. It's if, stacked. If, if there was like a, if there was like a Titanic filled with freaking or just a ship. It's filled with just AEW roster, and that ship is sinking because there's so many freaking people on board. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like we just sign all of these people, right? We sign people like you know, uh, re- recent signings. I can think off the top of my head, you know, like Roosh and mm-hmm. what what else? Freaking, you know, take a shit up, right? Right. They are Fox, right? Freaking all of these people, like from the Indies, and it's just like, guys, what are we doing with these people? Mm-hmm. Right? You can sign all of the great talent you want. But if they're just there to collect dust and just sit and catering because you have nothing for them, why sign them? Like, where or, is Keith Lee at? Where is Keith Lee? Oh, he's yeah. sitting in the back and catering because they have nothing for them or nothing and I just, for him. Yeah, and Keith that, Lee, yeah, I, I thought about him too. How do you fuck up Keith Lee? How do you mess <laughs> up his booking? How do you yeah. mess up a guy like Lance Archer, like Eddie Kingston, right? Even like John Moxley. Miro. John Moxley doesn't feel important. No, he doesn't. He's in a big match to start the show off. But are you invested to see what he does next week? No. And that's what I mean. I think I just saw some. Yeah, you could put all the great matches that you want. But at the end of the day, is it making you want to tune in next week? We make I reference shows like Stranger Things and, and all these other TV shows because you watch a show and you're like, damn, I really want to watch the next episode because I have to see what's next. That needs to be the same process for professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, and but Tony Khan just—he's in a world. He's in a, just another world of his own, man. Uh, before we get into the show, Brian, your final thoughts about this whole? Yeah, just today, as you were naming off, uh, you know, talent. Um, I, I just saw something on the internet. Uh, Miro, right? I think it's—he's closing in on three hundred days since his last match. A, a year. And, you know, his redeemer character. You know. I was super invested to that. that 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 redeemer character I really really liked, and now he's been, uh, you know, and I I don't know if that's because of injury or not, but damn, it's been a year since we've seen him in a match. 
like what the hell makes no sense but we have yeah. but, but don't worry tony you know who tony khan has room for he has AR room Fox. For he's got room for top flight He's got room for uh, what else? AR Fox, who, action who was the, What All was the tag team? To do flips and dives and cool moves. Right. You know? What was the tag team that just? And we'll get into it. But who fought the acclaimed? I don't even know their name. Their their tag name. Who was They're that? A bunch of jobbers. I don't. I think that was pretty much just a jobber match, pretty much. Because uh, yeah. it wasn't mind. even We're two minutes. Yeah, I actually didn't even mind that at all. We'll, we'll get into that match. That was pretty much just some local fuckwad Freds from freaking Dayton, Ohio. That's pretty <laughs> I got much you. Wrestled. Yeah. Which again, I don't mind jobber matches, and finally they did a. I don't. I don't I've never. I can't remember the last time AEW's even done a jobber match, so I was pretty shocked by that. So again, we'll get into that as we get into the show. But yeah, man. You know, long story short, guys, Tony Khan, he's got to wake Step up. Step it up. He's got to wake up because if he doesn't, then you know this ship is going to sink quicker and quicker. By the time you know, there's nothing left. Yeah. No audience left <clears throat> to perform to. All he's going to have left is his niche audience. And, you know, who knows? They're probably going to get sick of it as well. Yep. It's All of this stuff is on these shows is just redundancy and just bullshit, man. All right, guys, let's finally get into AEW Dynamite, shall we? Let's get into this. Uh, uh, say it again, Brian. What is it again? The shit show? It's a shit, oh, the shit show. Exactly. Let's get into the shit show. Right. All right, guys. So uh, AEW Dynamite February first 2023 live in dayton ohio hour number one this show starts off with john moxley versus hangman adam page mox coming through the crowd like his normal entrance being john mm -hmm. moxley and he's actually with his father from the crowd his father actually came through the crowd well, i actually thought it was actually a pretty cool moment i'm not gonna lie yeah um, i don't know where he went i guess he just wandered off somewhere in the crowd which yeah because you didn't see him after I was, that but... i was expecting him to maybe come all the way down to the ring with him but i guess he just wandered off maybe to go to get a get a beer or a hot dog in the concession stand <laughs> i don't know but anyway uh still at in the moment it was pretty cool to see his father i guess you know his home state of ohio i believe he's from cincinnati ohio the yeah and his family so but yeah man moxley doing his shtick coming to the ring uh, Hangman's coming to the ring, and then uh, Mox wastes no time to bring the fight to him. He brings the fight down to the rampway. They pretty much fight for like a good five minutes until the bell finally the bell finally rings and the match is underway. John Moxley's bleeding because we can't go through a match without John Moxley bleeding. You know, it's just it's just a no, it's just it's human nature now. You know. Yep. Anyway, uh, again, let's look. Overall, I thought this match, and I'm going to get more into this as we get to the end of this segment. But again. I mean, look, decent match. Again, guys, and this is what I mean about matches. We know these matches are going to be good. It's John Moxley and it's Hangman Adam Page. Mm -hmm. We know the match is going to be good. So, again, there's really no shocker here. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Hangman Adam Page, he hits a tombstone pile driver and then a buckshot. And I pretty much thought that that was it. I'm like, damn, they're going to make John Moxley lose twice to this dude? Well, I'm like, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. And no, man, he ends up kicking out at pretty much two and nine-tenths uh, out of that combination, man. And then finally... Um, he lay, uh, hangman puts in the bulldog choke looking to make Mox pass out. And guess what, Brian, you know what happens next? You want to take a guess? Just, just take a guess. Should I tell him? Just, the, yeah, just go the ahead. Roll up, the, the roll up. The good freaking roll up. The <laughs> awe-inspiring roll up because why not? Yeah. That's right, guys. Uh, Moxley counters the bulldog choke into the awe-inspiring, ultra-devastating roll up for the W. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Um, again, and then, yeah, so Moxley picks up the W, which, again, was expected because, you know, this is, what, the third or fourth time they've, they face now, Brian? I want to say it's the third or fourth. Third. Yeah, this is the third. The yeah. third. Okay, that's, yep. what I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and but then after the match, uh, Yuta and Cesaro, I guess, were just – they came out there to just – to support uh, Mox or just to make sure he was okay or something. It was weird. Uh, very weird. Um, and yeah, and then like Mox ends up, uh, you know, he gets to his feet and he's trying to go after Paige and they're, they're pushing him back and they're just yelling at each other. Hey, fuck you. No, fuck you, bro. Like, yeah, like you suck. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. But that was legitimately it. And and that's, but so guys, you mean to tell me, so listen, let let. <laughs> You mean to tell me that you had this match in under 17 minutes and it just leads to Moxley getting rolled up, which is just Paige getting rolled up and then just yelling a bunch of words at each other. And Mm -hmm. what is this getting me excited about? What a fourth match. Oh, that's just fantastic. You got it. I, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, what are we doing again? The segment ends. So what again? We're gonna have a fourth match. This is like the best of seven series, Brian. It's all it's mm-hmm. all over again. It's just you know it's bad enough that I have to repeat this as well. Why are we starting the night off with just a freaking match? Like I am so sick and fucking tired of this shit. Like give me something at the top of your show to get me invested into something. Mm-hmm. Have freaking MJF come to the freaking arena in his limousine. You know he's rich as shit, right? So. He's coming into the, the into the ring with like a limousine or you know a million dollar car, you know something going on backstage or somebody's waiting for somebody in the parking lot so they can freaking go at it like something, like give yeah. us something something of a storyline something going. But now let's just start off with the match. We need mm-hmm. to see who the best wrestler is, James. We need to see who the greatest technical wrestler is. Like <laughs> enough, Brian. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so I I mean, I, granted, I, they're both excellent performers, huge fan of Mox. I'm, you know, okay with Hangman. And, you know, I won't say it was a, a horrible match. I just... No, the match was good. It was actually... Yeah. But again, and so you know, like, but that was it. It's just right. a huge match. That was it. So, but anyway, my, my fault for interrupting. Go ahead. No, no, no problem, man. Um, So the first issue I had with, you know, so I guess Mox was supposed to... There was a spot in the match where... uh hangman threw a chair at mox and i guess that was supposed to bust him open but so that he throws him back in the ring and the camera then cuts to moxley and you legitimately see him pull it out of his trunks and cut himself like you i i caught it uh, you know i don't know how many people did i, I saw but you, yeah so so that, like that was like the first little like uh you messed up there you know that, that shouldn't have been on camera yeah um I actually Again, had to go back and see that twice. I actually had to go back and see. I'm like, did he just like yeah something? And I had to go back twice or three times. I'm like, oh my god, he actually did that. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, I, I've said this through numerous episode episodes. I count no less than five times they stood in the middle of the ring, exchanging the chops or the forearms or whatever. No less than five times in this match, right? You know how much you love that stuff, Brian. I know. You know it's doing? it's, <laughs> and then you know. So, and then it goes into, there was a couple spots where, like, one was on the apron, uh, you know, Mox is trying to give him a pile driver, and he block you know, Hangman blocks it, trying to backdrop him, and they go back and forth. And then another, another spot outside at the table where I think Mox was going to powerbomb him, 
again, a power bomb backflip exchange there where nobody can really get it going. And the crowd starts, I can't remember at what point they started chanting it, but there, there was a, this is awesome chant. This match was not awesome <laughs> in any way, shape or form, but the crowd's chanting it. And then with the table spot, you know, Hangman finally gets them in a, in a little pop-up power bomb under the table. And given how much wrestling fans have seen table spots throughout the year, I mean, it was it was your average table spot. And the crowd starts chanting, holy shit, holy shit. It was not a holy shit moment. We, we <laughs> like, need to get some new chants, bro. It's just like, right? we, we say holy shit, and this is awesome to stuff that's not even awesome. <laughs> Logan, and, like, Logan Paul and Ricochet, that was holy shit. That this, was holy shit. Yeah, right. That that's what I mean. So like if that's if if that was awesome last night, then what was Logan Paul and Ricochet <laughs> spot? Like you got to go up like you can't go more than awesome. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like we don't have another chant for more than awesome. But anyway. Yeah. So again, yeah, you know, the roll up win uh and then Claudio and Wheeler come out and it's just it that just struck me as odd. It was just weird that they came out and there was kind of, you know, shove in between Claudio and Hangman and then, you know, Mox and Hangman. And then, you know, Mox lays down and, and does like a, you know, angel thing, like kind of saying like, oh, I can still go. And then Hangman does some push-ups. It was just weird. I, so yeah, you know, I guess they're going to have a fourth match. Um, I don't know if it'll be some, I mean, at this point, I don't know, put a steel cage match or something. I don't know, just to see something different, you know, but yeah, it's your typical, typical John Moxley match. You're, you know, there's going to be blood and I get it. He's, you know, a brawler street fighter type style, but even as, as big as a fan as I am of Mox, like really since he's lost the title, man, I'm, I'm, just not invested. Like it's it's the same. No matter who he fights, there's going to be blood. There's going to be three to five exchanges of chops, and you know whatever. I don't know. Maybe the paradigm shift for the win. You know, I don't know. But I, I'm not. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't care about Hangman and and Mox in this feud. Like I, it's just. Uh. I got nothing else to say, man. It was just that's, I, all, that's all you need to say is that sigh. That's it. Yeah, that, that's all it needs. <laughs> yeah, man. Before we get into this next segment, man, it's just you know you talk about like what else is there need to say, and there, there really isn't. Like they yeah. do pretty much everything at the kitchen sink. So what else is going to be different, guys? Right. From the first match that's not going to be any like from the fourth match to the to their very first match they've done what's going to be different the answer is mm -hmm. nothing i don't give a what shit what has been nothing has been different in the first you know, three you, yeah right if, if i don't give a shit if you put them in a cage or make it no holes barred or like or false count anywhere right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's the same there's nothing that's going to be any nothing nothing's going to be different you know and that's, yeah. that's just the problem with it man so mm -hmm. All right, guys, moving on backstage was Jamie Hayter um, and The Bunny uh, and Butcher and Blade. Wow, it's been I'll amazing. get into them, yeah. Seen them on television. Tony Khan, yep. he found them in the in the, in the the dust in the back with all the other, you know, lost toys that are collecting right. dust back there. Oh, snap, I still have The Bunny and The Butcher and The Blade. Let me put them on my show here. Yeah, go figure. So anyway, um, but yeah, so pretty much this all this was was The Bunny challenging Jamie Hayter to an Eliminator match. 
an eliminator i guess what, what is i'll eliminator? get into that too yeah what that's eliminating just, from what just like a championship contenders match where if they beat the champion they get a title match so great i don't so even know because like, there's nothing the champion has to lose so you got to beat the champion and then you got to do it again for the title right uh, we uh, see uh, wwe do that too so that's what i mean guys I call stuff out with, with when WWE does stuff like this. I'm gonna do the same thing with AEW. Like I'm not I'm not stupid. Like you could change the name up. It's like oh, it's like Eliminator match, Championship Contenders match. Who's gonna know? Who's gonna know the difference? <laughs> People think I'm a fucking idiot now. I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Renee is also he's you know obviously Renee Paquette is uh you know backstage interview. She's interviewing them both. Shout out to Renee Paquette. She is mm-hmm. awesome at her job um but yeah the camera cuts back she's like whoa, whoa, whoa we got we got some we got something going on uh in somewhere in the arena can someone play it on the big screen and the big screen comes on and it's Soraya and Tony Storm they're attacking Britt Baker somewhere else in the arena mm-hmm. uh, and yeah and Jamie Hayter she looks like she's panicked and all of a sudden she runs to go uh to go save Britt and then again after 30 to 60 seconds the segment's done yep I'm gonna send this off to you, Brian, because I got there's some there's something I want to say about this segment, but I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have you start this off. Go ahead. Sure. So, again, you mentioned uh, the butcher and the blade, and and along with the bunny. Again, when AEW started, dude, I I was invested in the butcher and the blade and the bunny, and that you know that trio, I I truly was. And again, when's the last time we've seen any of those three in a in you know really on TV or in a match or you know, you, you talk about a, like tag AW, team. AEW Dynamite in general. Like you'd have to yeah. go to freaking Dark and Rampage. Like, oh, you'll find right, them right, right. there. When right. I AEW Dynamite television, they're nowhere to be found. Right. So, you know, you talk about your tag team division. I mean, the Butcher and the Blade, you know, back at the beginning, you know, were one of the top tag teams that, that got this ball rolling, right? Um, And then speaking about the Bunny, where... You know, I, I like her character, you know, with the with the butcher and the blade there. But when's the last time we've s- seen her have a match? And now she's just challenging the champion out of nowhere, which is going to, you know, they're going to have their match le- next week. And then that'll be it. There's no storyline. She's Bunny's now been defeated. And I guess it'll be another, I don't know, four to six months before we see her, you know. Um, you know, and I had made a post on our our Facebook page. I'm a real big fan of Jamie Hader. I, I think she, I think I don't. I'm I'm not a fan of her booking uh, thus far, but I think she is one of the women in AEW and in wrestling as a whole. I think if you book her correctly, she's a star. Um, and but again, going into this match next week, where it's 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 not a feud, it's not a storyline, it's just some random match. What does it do for anybody? Uh, so yeah, and then you know the backstage, you know, uh, Soraya and and um, Tony Storm beating down Britt. Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the continuation feud there with Hater, and as we'll see maybe later on Ruby Soho somehow, but um. Yeah, it just ends abruptly, and that's it. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, Tony. Like, put, give me a tag match with the Butcher and the Blade. Get the bunny back on there and put her in a freaking storyline or something, man. I, but this is bullshit. Yeah, no, that's, you're you're on the money, bro. You're absolutely on the money. It's funny you mentioned both Hater and the Bunny. Like, 
the bunny doesn't even need to rest. And that's, you, you were talking about like how it grinds your gears. I remember you said this, Brian, about like wrestlers' names being like Red Velvet and Sky Blue and like the bunny. <laughs> well, I guess like, Bush yeah, I guess it connects to that way, but still it's like, oh, it's like, who's, what's her name? The bunny. The bunny. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Anyway, just, it, it works with the butcher and the blade, but right. if she's on her own, it doesn't work. Yeah. Just as, yeah. Just as exactly. If she's on her own, then that, yeah, exactly. But then together, it makes sense. Like butcher right. and blade. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But anyway, just like I said, just a side note there. Mm -hmm. Um. But like the, the bunny doesn't even need to wrestle. That's the thing. Like it's, I say the same thing about Scarlet, you know, over in WWE with Carrie mm -hmm. Cross. Yep. Like her aura and her character with Carrie Cross is so good. Like even like the only time you I honestly would want to see her wrestle is she's in a mixed tag with Karrion. That's it. I don't yeah. even see her in a singles match with anybody else. She doesn't need to. Because yeah. the aura of her character and her presence is is already good enough with Karrion Cross. For sure. That's it. You don't need her to wrestle. Same thing with the bunny. You don't need her to freaking wrestle matches. So I, I don't understand it. And then Jamie Hayter. Look, man. Um I like Jamie Hayter a lot. I have a lot of respect for her. Um, I've seen enough of her in-ring talent where I think she can definitely go. There's no doubt about it. Um, and I have tremendous respect for her. But my God, has this title reign been shit. I, I yeah. mean, what in the world mm -hmm. are they doing with this woman? Like, nothing about that championship. Nothing. As well as the, the TNT title. And again, we're going to get to that shit in just a second or mm -hmm. later on in the show it does not feel important there's right. nothing about the women's title right now brian that's any ounce of relevance and that is so freaking it's sad and that's honestly the definition of this entire women's division is mm -hmm. nobody feels important i guess if you want to throw jade cargill's name in there okay and we're going to get to jade cargill as well too but if you want to throw her name out there okay fine then i, I guess i can see your point there but outside of that who else? Maybe Brett Baker, you know, again, we just dramatically just, we all of a sudden just at the stamp of a finger, she goes from a heel to a baby face with like no segments that are being like yeah. any segments that like can get us invested, like nothing that's getting like nothing's being, what's the word I'm looking for? Like to breathe, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Immediately they're... after this segment, Brian. Like they're attacking them backstage. Uh -huh. they're, they're they're attacking them backstage or by the camera or uh, on the screen, and then boom, we just cut to com to 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 commentary, and I'm just like, dude, keep the ball rolling. Right. That was actually decent. It was actually they actually were going a decent segment. You have Jamie Hader. You know what I would have done, Brian? I would have had Jamie Hader rush to the to the back. Right. Listen, if you're gonna do Jamie Hader and 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 Brit face, then fine. Like I have a the, the fact that we're that Soraya has already debuted from not not even more than a month, and she's already a heel. She's already been a baby face and a heel. Like yeah. that just goes to show you they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So that's number one. Number two, have Jamie Hader run to that spot in the back, right? The damage has already been done. Britt Baker's been laid out. You know, Soraya and Tony Storm are gone. So now. You know, Jamie Hader's on a mission to find these these fucking exactly. People. You yeah. go through the freaking locker room. You go to Tony Khan. Like, where are these women? I need to find them now. And you yeah. play that throughout the rest of the freaking show, guys. It's not that hard, <laughs> guys. If I can get creative, if I can come up with more creative shit, then like, what is like? 
again, I, I again, I don't it know. just leads to nothing. The fact yeah. that I'm stuttering and I have no words just says it all, man. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just keep getting me invested. Keep telling the story. For some reason, Brian, we have to immediately cut to commercial or cut to the commentary. Excalibur's got to go through all the freaking matches that are happening on Rampage. <laughs> you know, this match on Rampage, and then we have uh, Darby Allen and uh, and uh, Ethan Page, and then over on next week we have a uh, uh, Red Velvet and hey, Jamie Hayter. I'm like, dude, yeah. can you fucking stop. <laughs> And that's what I that's what I meant at the start of the show. Like the whole show just seemed disjointed and and just there's just no flow at all. They're giving no they're giving they're not giving us any reason to care. Yeah. All we're just seeing is great matches. Great matches, Brian, can only get you so far. Right. Let's move on. Sure. <laughs> yep. Um the acclaimed is up next. They're in action against uh Jobber One and Jobber Two from Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, again, you know, guy who goes, man. I always have to write down Matt Caster rap, Matt Caster's rap, because it's honestly the most the best part of this entire show. If if that's the case, guys, you know how pathetic this show is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let me let me spit some of these words to you. It says acclaimed on the mic. You know, we the nicest fighting two dudes like they're in their midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> again, man. Again, you see how entertaining and like we're laughing and we're enjoying. Guys, this is more entertaining than any other bullshit match on this card. It just yep. is. Man. You can hate that statement all you want. It's just the truth. Uh, let me continue this, man. It's funny. He's like, what does he say? I bet you have sex with each other. How are you going to fight the both? Oh, how can you? How are we going to fight the bootlegged Beverly Brothers? <laughs> and what else? He said, this is not the 80s. Make, a, make you call a quits like Tom Brady. And again, man, just... Matt Caster, man, he's just freaking awesome. His raps, you can hear the yeah. crowd. They they are invested, man. But I'll be honest, though, too, Brian. I talk about the crowd, and I do want to be fair because I always mm-hmm. say that about Charlotte Flair. To me, the crowd is also like the pop from it, from from the acclaim. It's still there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's still there. But it's not the same, man, especially when they won the title. That's a right. problem, man. That's a problem. That just shows you that, again, because, again, even though we like the acclaim, we like the raps. There's really nothing. There's really nothing else. There's just something missing with them. They have. You know where? I can tell you where. They have the. They have the charisma. They have. They gel Mm. really well one another. There's just something missing, man. So I can. I I could tell you how. Well, go ahead. You finish, and I'll I'll get to it. I got you. Yeah, I'll get to. I'll get to you when I'm done with this right here. Um, But yeah, man, they make pretty much quick work. You know, jobber one, jobber two. Then left losing in less than ten or ten minutes. Yeah, I don't even think it was two. Yeah. Um, with the mic drop elbow, the gun club hit the ring, the good old gun club, another, another team that we, you know, we just got to put on dynamite, but we leave up all, leave off all these other people. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, again, that's no shade to the gun club. It's just, it's just the truth, man. They're just yeah. not good as all. They're not good as Miro. They're not good as house of black. They're not good as Lance Archer. They're just not. Nope. Um, but yeah, man, they want an answer to the challenge they laid out during the family therapy session last week. Um, and the acclaim denied. They're like, you know, they asked the crowd, like, you know, should we give the gun club a title match? And they all pretty much were booing. And like, well, you heard the people. The answer is no. Uh, they start pushing, pushing and shoving one another. They start saying words, talking shit. And then Billy Gunn breaks it up. Um, he's like, man, I'm just sick of this. He's like, you know what? I'm done. You guys go ahead and beat the, he literally says out loud, just go ahead and beat the shit out of one another. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like that, Brian. Again, it's just, it's little things like that to me, Brian, are not so minor. It's the real, 
it's the realism of the situation. You know, Billy mm-hmm. Gunn's with this new team with the acclaimed and he has his son mm-hmm. who's trying to like, you know, even, even though he's with the acclaimed, he's, I'm sure deep down he still cares about his sons and he wants to see them succeed. And they're just joining heads at one another yet again. And it's just like, I'm done being in the middle of this, you know, and that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a cool realism thing, you know, regardless of where this is leading to is a different story, but that little element there is just something that shouldn't be ignored to, in, in my opinion, or not my opinion. That's just how it is. But, um, but anyway, um, so, uh, but yeah, he, uh, Billy Gunn walks off. He's like, I'm done with this. Y'all just beat the shit out of one another. And uh, Austin Gunn gets on the mic. He's like, yeah, go drown your sorrows uh, down with, down with a pill bottle. I'm like, oh snap! Okay, wow, that we just went there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, um, I, I have, my, I'll, I'll, I'll which is that. alluding to real life shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's real life stuff, which I like. You know, I, yeah, I like getting getting real, like getting people to feel. That's what makes a good storyline, guys, is making people feel. You know, right. so I don't mind getting a little bit personal like that. So especially if it's approved, as long as they're okay with it. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. You know, if they didn't approve it, that they wouldn't they wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be on TV. So. But, but yeah, man, so nice little deep little line right there. And Billy Gunn, he like slowly turns around and Austin Gunn's face, he's like, oh, snap. that's like the face you make when like, <laughs> when like when, when your dad is telling you to do a chore and you just say no to him. And he's just like, what did you just say to me, dude? And he comes marching down the ring. I actually felt for Austin Gunn for a second. You saw the look on his face and he gets yeah. into the ring and he's like, look, and, and uh, I don't know if you caught this uh, either, Brian, but his mic cuts off. Billy Gunn's mic cuts off, and they had to give him another microphone. See, but uh, go ahead. I, I don't yeah, think like, I cut I off because I could still hear him. The, he's talking into the mic, and his mic cuts off. And then Bowen's. They had to like for a few <clears throat> seconds. They had to like get the segment back on track as the mic cut off. Bowen's gives him another mic. I just I caught that. I just thought that was pretty. Uh, it's not funny, but it's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. His mic cuts off, and then he accepts. He's like, he's like, listen, y'all want a title match? Y'all want a title match that bad? He's like, y'all want to act like tough guys? Like, boom, like. There's your match. You got it. And the acclaimed, and then, you know, Billy Gunn walks off and the acclaimed are like, what? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. What, what did he just say? And yeah. And then that was, that was the segment. Um, Yeah, Brian, I'm going to have you start, uh, uh, start this one off, man. And then, uh, and I'll get back to me, man, your thoughts on this segment. Uh, overall hated it. <laughs> um, you know, the match, what it was, what it was a two minute jobber match. Um, I mean, literally, there was more time spent on, I don't know if you call it in the beginning of the match, uh, I guess the, the crowd might have been chanting scissor me. And then so the two jobbers took like 30 seconds to do their little scissor me thing. And so, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Not Max Caster. What's what's the other one? Oh, Bowens, Anthony Bowens. Bowens. So Bowens hits like a leg drop, you know. Uh, from the top Bowles rope, is and then, by the way, bro, Matt, he is, is really good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he had the best line. I, I don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I did. But anyway, I think he had the best line in that whole little promo there. Um, but yeah, it just so he hits that leg drop, and then Billy Gunn slides back in the ring, and they just do a scissor me, and then the mic drop, and then match over. It was just again, it just seemed out of place. Or not out of place. It just seemed like, why is Billy Gunn sliding back in the ring just to do that? It just, there was more time in that little spot. Yeah, that's And the jobbers, weird. yeah, and the jobbers doing the scissor me than the match. Point. It was just so weird. It's just like Billy Gunn just gets involved. The ref is just standing there like, okay, go ahead and do your thing. Like, yeah. What do you mean about referees? 
they suck. <laughs> like they literally look like schmucks. Like these wrestlers just walk all over them. That's just again, it's just so stupid. But yeah, yeah. Um, and then so when when Billy Gunn gets back in the ring after the Gun Club or you know did their little promo, see, I I, I took it as a different way and because Billy Gunn had had a, or was talking a little bit before he left the ring, and I guess maybe he had, he had like a mic on his shirt or something because he wasn't holding one. Um, but then, so he gets back in the ring and I don't, cause I could hear him perfectly fine. I, I don't know if maybe the crowd couldn't, I don't really know, but so he's talking fine to me. And then, yeah, it's, it, he acts like the mic cuts out and he has to get the other mic, but I heard everything fine. So I don't really know what happened there. Again, it just seems like a flub of, again, the disjointness, disorganization, not flowing, and then, so yeah, the the acclaimed have already denied the match, and then Billy Gunn gets back in and says, "No, the match is happening next week." What? It just it was freaking weird, man. I I don't know. Um, but I can tell you, this is where it's going. The the guns are getting a title run. Like this match is going to happen. I don't know if it's next week, but Billy Gunn is gonna gonna turn on the acclaimed and and go back with his sons. Um. And I just, I mean, they're they're not there yet. They're not ready yet for it to be. That's gonna piss me off at that. Yeah, point. me too. If you really have the guns holding tag titles, right? Piss me off. But I, I'm dead serious when I say that. I'm not joking. Like that. That's really gonna piss me off. Me too. Yeah. Um. But I, I think that's where it's headed. Like at some point, Billy Gunn is, you know, especially with all the lines the Gun Club has been saying about, you know, you were. You were gone and you left us and you know drowned your sorrows and pill bottles and everything well at some point here in the near future i think billy is going to turn on the acclaimed and and join his sons um and if that leads to a tag title brain i i don't know but he's turning on the acclaimed for sure yeah but yeah I, other than that i don't really have much else to say about it. i just yeah there's really nothing much really to say at the end of this yeah. one, but here's the here's the thing i will I always say this a lot about professional wrestling. I actually am a big fan of jobber matches. I really am. Like if, like I said, if you just take a local, a local jobber from the state of Ohio and you just, cause that's fine. I'd rather that Brian, than have somebody on your active roster, just taken out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I'd rather just have that. You, I want these shows to build these other characters up in a storyline and a feud. I don't want them just being in a match, just to be in a match. Right. Just taken out. It doesn't do anything for them. It really, it doesn't. Yep. It actually does a lot of harm. Um, so again, I don't mind jobber matches, and I didn't mind, and I didn't really mind the match at all. I actually don't mind jobber matches. You're showcasing your your tag champions. Now I will say, yes, the Billy Gunn spot for them to just scissor each other in the middle of the ring. Again, that was the that was just weird. But outside of that, I didn't mind it. I actually don't. I actually like jobber matches a lot, and I think I they're in pro wrestling, especially if you want to elevate um, superstars to become sure. well. You know, you guessed it, superstars, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's just, and in this whole segment, um, and then I want to, you know, get this ball rolling and move on into the second hour, but I don't know, man. Just with the acclaimed, I said this before, man, there's just something missing mm -hmm. with them because they have the character, they have the charisma, they have the shtick, they gel very good with one another. They proved, they've already proven they can get over. There's mm -hmm. just something missing. Um, there is there really really is man and again and and i actually like the fact part of it is is billy gunn and the guns of getting personal like that i don't mind that 
Obviously, the way it's going is a different story. I definitely hear you on that part. But those little elements of like, you know, father and son. Sure. Going after one another and making it feel real. You know, I don't mind that at all. So I don't mind that that aspect of it. But is it getting me more invested to watch the guns and the acclaimed? The answer is no. Um, Unfortunately, man, you know. And again, look, do the guns have a place in AEW? Sure, of course they do. But for a tag title match, it's like not yet. Or not, not, I mean, no. I don't know how long they've been in the business or, or whatever or, or anything like that. But no. again, given, you know, we already mentioned Butcher and the Blade. And, you know, again, there's a number of tag teams, I, if I try to think about it, you know, who could, you know, maybe take the belts off the acclaim. But the guns aren't the ones. <laughs> no. All right, guys, moving on. We're almost almost towards the second hour. Next match is uh take a shitta versus I'm sorry, take a <laughs> You blame MJF, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Take a yeah. shitta versus Brian Cage. Match was under 10 minutes. Uh Takeshka wins via the running knee. And that was pretty much it. Dude, what what else is what else is there to say besides Brian Cage? The machine. Who's supposed to be a machine losing to Takeshka? Yeah, I don't understand it. Um, listen, Takeshka. Listen, I understand he's a great wrestler, but that's all he is. He's just a good wrestler. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But to be over, to be a to be a legend in this business, you got to be more than just a freaking good wrestler, dude. Yeah, that's no shade to him, Brian Cage. And listen, I'm not saying Brian Cage is that dude. But his presence and his aura alone, if you build him, if you book him properly, he can be such. Yes. And to me, there was just nothing. I mean, what what is what is there to say? They 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 put on an almost 10 minute match and then it leads to nothing. And we cut mm-hmm. to a segment. Um, and I'm gonna just get to get into this and then we'll, I want to get into the second hour. Sure. Um, and that was um actually there was two other segments before we get into the second hour, and then Brian, I'll send it off to you. Uh the next was the elite, they challenged Ethan Page. Uh, Matt Hardy, Isaiah to a match on Rampage. Great. They're like in the gym shooting hoops and like they're like challenging other people like AR Fox and Top Flight. <laughs> guys, the guys, this is the elite. This is the elite yeah. in MW today in 2023. That's how that's how sad, right? It's Penny just, freaking uh, Omega and the Young Bucks. Again, no, nothing, nothing, nothing needed needing to say there. Just thought I'd bring that up. Um, and then we we uh, before that it was actually there was a backstage segment with the JAS calling out uh, Ricky Starks. They laid out a Garcia, um, it was a Garcia Guevara gauntlet. Uh, uh, and if Starks beats pretty much everybody in the JAS, right. Starks gets a match with Chris Jericho again, again the second time. So we're doing the same thing with MJF and Danielson. Yep. And now we're doing the same thing. What the f- Exactly. Sorry. What the fuck, man? So you're with so now you're involving, let's see. So Danielson, MJF, and whatever, you know, handful of superstars you're feeding to to Daniel Bryan, and now Starks and the entirety of JAS. So you you got, I don't know, minimum 10 guys here tied up in gauntlet matches. Like, god damn it. <laughs> it just, yeah. Um, 
Did you have anything else to say, or I'll go back no, to the no, cage I'm, match? I'm yeah, done, bro. I can't. I can't even. I, I can't even anymore. Like I said, the floor is yours, man. Whatever you want to say, whenever you want to get off your chest, man. Oh. So going back to the uh, Brian Cage Takeshita, look, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I'm sure there's much more hardcore fans who have you know followed Takeshita, you know, from Japan, and so I'm willing to give him a chance. I, I literally. I, I my first introduction to him was what two weeks ago I guess or three however long ago it was when he came out with uh I guess Daniel Bryan and MJF and all that um so I, you know I'll, I'll give it a little chance um because yeah I really know nothing too much about the guy I will say that I imagine there's some sort of language barrier there because we've never heard the guy speak and that being said how much of a star can he really elevate to if you can't communicate? You know what I mean? Great wrestler. Sure. Maybe I, I guess I, I, again, I've never seen any of his work in Japan. Unless you um, give him a mouthpiece or something. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Give way. him That's a mouthpiece. That's the only way. Right. Um, but yeah, so cage comes out and he's wearing a belt and I don't know if this is, if I got this right now, so is there also like a six-man trios tag on on Ring of Honor? What? No, man. So yeah, he comes out wearing a <laughs> six-man title belt, whatever the hell that is. I don't know. I don't even. Know. Um, again, Takeshka and yeah, Takeshka and Cage again in the middle of the ring. They have the forearm exchange. Listen, the. I don't know if I can I can say this is the last I'll say about it because it's literally an every damn match. It is so overdone at this point. Like, and it just to me, it just screams like I don't know how to put a match together. So we have to have five spots with Hangman and and Mox in the beginning of that. Now we got it again here. Um uh Danielson and Thatcher are gonna have spots of the same nature. It's like Jesus Christ, like how much how often do you guys have to do this um so yeah Takeshita wins via kind of like a running knee similar to Danielson's but not quite exactly uh yeah not invested at all um the JAS promo which I already said it's yeah just another gauntlet match why or gauntlet matches who knows like and not, even Jericho, not even Jericho feels important that's fucking sad, guys. Yeah, yeah. Jericho makes you want to tune in. No, nope. that's when you know it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, and then and then when the with the elite promo, I was just kind. Of, it was kind of just silly to me. And then Dallin Callis is talking about N or I don't even know what they are NFTs, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know. NFT. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna challenge Paige Hardy and, and Isaiah Cassidy. Who gives a shit? Uh, you know. Page. On rampage. The, ma the match is on rampage. You you know that, Brian. You know how this how this goes. Like right. one third of this show is promoting matches on rampage mm -hmm. that nobody watches. About maybe right. a good four hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah. That's so it. yeah, none of the match and these two promos. I couldn't care less, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, man. No. All right, guys. Move on to our number two. Hour number two, man. It's it's really bad, Brian, getting to the point where I'm just like, oh my God, we're finally at hour number two. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it's getting. It's really, yeah, it, it's, it was really so it was a shit show, man. Absolutely, yep. man. Absolutely. Couldn't say it any better. But yeah, man. Uh, hour number two. This is Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. Uh match time was right at 14 minutes. 
Uh, Danielson still selling that shoulder injury from last week, which is good. I like that. I, I do like mm-hmm. that of the match itself. Uh, ref was taken out during this match. MJF comes out with his diamond ring. Looks like he's trying to get himself involved. Take a shitta comes out and uh, attacks MJF from behind, or pretty much from the crowd from behind, from the from the side view. Yeah. Um, and they pretty much take the they take the fight to the ramp and all the way backstage. Brian Danielson wins via the running knee. Um, and yeah, Danielson wins the match. Uh, and then backstage, we also go to MJF and and take a shit up. Uh, they continue their brawl backstage. You know, they're, they're getting into it again. You know, the brawl was the brawl. I can, I can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, Renee's, you know, she comes in, she, she just jumps in the middle of it. And he's like, guys, I have a announcement from Tony Khan eliminator match between eliminator match, eliminator <laughs> match, whatever the, whatever the hell that what is. That? Um, uh, I'll get into that in just a second here, but yeah, match between MJF and, and Takeshka, um next week um again eliminator match for them next week on dynamite mm-hmm. and yeah man um i'll start this off yeah so here i'll get to the let me start with the match first i actually liked um the concept of this match and i'm gonna tell you why because i like because timothy thatcher as of right now at least at least i'm not aware of at least yet i mean this can change who knows mm-hmm Timothy, Th- I mean, he's not a member of the AEW roster anyway. Right. So I'd rather you do that. Call someone. Listen, you know, Tony Khan, he has his, he has his, you know, he's got numbers to call people to, to, to come in on to, to Dynamite or AEW television. And yeah, so I mean, I don't mind that. I'd rather you have somebody outside of, of the AEW roster come in and take an L because it's not going to do anything for them. They're not mm-hmm. an AEW active ro- roster member than someone from actually from your active roster taking an L. So right. I actually don't mind this, Brian. It actually showcases Timothy Thatcher a little bit. Stretching it to 14 minutes, that's a stretch. I would have just done it in maybe about 10. Um, you know, a little bit, maybe a little bit over 10, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't mind it. The, the, sh- the selling of the shoulder, you know, making it realistic last week. Again, you know, listen, I'm just I'm being fair here. You know, I do want to, you know, call out stuff that is fair and that is done well, you know. As much as we we've been shitting on this show from pretty much, <laughs> which seems like everything, and rightfully so. To yeah. Point. Um, but yeah, it's just it's those little aspects like that 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 shouldn't be left out. Um, like I said, Timothy Thatcher in this match actually, you know, because last week I was like, really, you know, Danielson and Thatcher, like, what 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 are we doing here? But I'm like, you know what? This is honestly way better than somebody like freaking, you know, Eddie Kingston or freaking Ortiz or sure ethan page taking an l it just is it's so it's way better um now unfortunately that doesn't last long because we know danielson's next opponent for next week uh but anyway so that's the whole aspect man listen danielson wins the match i wouldn't have had it 14 minutes but whatever uh thatcher i think you know hopefully maybe this gets some casual AEW fans to get him noticed i don't know if it did that but you know listen he's on he's you know he's, he's with a company that hardly not a lot of people know about and what company is he with is is he with new japan or noah or where where is it's noah yeah okay gotcha yeah um yes and then then the backstage segment like i said i could take it or leave it man um you know we do i mean not that we see it all the time you know i mean it was i mean listen i actually don't mind i mean takeshka Mm. was finally in the in a segment that was like oh snap like there's a brawl going on like at least Mm -hmm. where this goes so at least you're gonna put if you're gonna put Takeshka in anything, 
then 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 fine like then that's cool do that like don't just put him in a freaking match with brian cage and then just just have him just go hit the showers you know what i mean right. so and in this match man an eliminator match what the fuck is it a is an eliminator match bro is that just a, a yeah. championship contenders match so what oh so Takeshka wins he gets a title opportunity so so mjf has to freaking take an l in order to defend his title against this person come on man what the hell are we doing that's yeah. my thoughts man brian go ahead your turn yeah, so with the Danielson and Thatcher match, I agree with you. Um, you know, it, it seems like uh, Thatcher's kind of a, um, you know, old school, like, submission specialist. So there was a lot of, like, joint manipulation throughout the match, obviously focusing on the shoulder, which, good storytelling, because that's, you know, that's what you're trying to do with Danielson here, trying to, you know, again, run through this gauntlet, and he's got injuries. So you got you to gotta keep that going. So that was good. Um, yeah, the match, the match was okay, or the match was good, I, I would say, you know, I, I don't really have an issue with it. Um, but yeah, then just getting to the backstage promo, uh, or the backstage brawl with, uh, um, MJF and Takeshita, or Takeshita, yeah, I mean, I liked it, but the, the whole, I don't know, screw up of it is, is nobody knows, so this is now already the second eliminator match we're we're scheduling and nobody knows what the hell an eliminator match like elimination from they, what they announce it like we expect like we know what that is it's like they expect us to know it's like dude like yeah what, what, are, what are they being eliminated from like i so that's the only drawback i have to that because it just if that's what you're going to do then you gotta lay the groundwork beforehand you know um so yeah, I, the, that's the only issue I have with that little promo. I, I thought again, MJF did, a, especially when they were being pulled apart, and MJF's like, "I'll freaking kill you," you know. I mean, MJF's going to perform and do, you know, he. I, I think he's one of the guys that can turn, what is it, uh, chicken shit into chicken salad. So, yeah, that's that was one hundred percent MJF there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and. uh yeah, and MJF is also in this next segment, and, and you know, and and uh, I'm going to get into that too. Yeah, yeah, and then like it's you know that's the thing. You know, MJF, you know, everyone wants to be, everyone wants to shit on MJF. You know, and the fact that listen, guys, he's he's just doing for what he's given. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like this dude has any really any creative freedom. I I don't think. I mean, maybe he has. Well, a I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he doesn't not like to the point of like Bray Wyatt or Roman Reigns over at WWE. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No, like so that's what I mean, man. He's just he's he's doing what he's what he's given. Like he's he's performing for what he's given to Tony Khan. And yeah, like you said, man, he's he's turning chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah. But yeah, man, if you didn't have enough of MJF, well, he's in this in this next segment. You know, Roosh is backstage because uh, they announced. Well, there, there was hold on. There was one more little promo there before that. The the Swerve promo. Swerve oh. Strickland. Again, to promote a match on Rampage. Again, that, again this is why. It's I, I got a lot to say about that. If if you don't, I have really nothing to add. If you want to add, like, something. yeah, I'll just add to again the the. It just didn't make sense. So he's cutting the promo right, and he's talking about uh, Dusty and Cody and Dustin, and it's showing highlights of Dustin. And then he just out of nowhere is like, "Well, I'm just going to challenge another second generation, Brian Pillman." What the fuck? Like you're you're showing this whole highlight package of Dustin Rhodes, and then he's challenging Brian Pillman. 
it just shit did not make sense at all. You know, I like Swerve Strickland. Um, yeah, it just was like, what, why, if you're going to do that and he's challenging Pillman, why are you not showing highlights of Pillman? <laughs> and it just, it was ridiculous. So that's why I'm not even bringing it up. because it's Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. But yeah, man, uh, backstage was Roosh. Um, he, is, he has been announced as the next opponent for Brian Danielson. Next week on Dynamite, uh, MJF interrupts and he says, uh, <laughs> Roosh, he's like, he comes in and he's like, what do you want, Pedro? And he's like, oh, good one, Pedro. That means dog, right? In Spanish, right? <laughs> Again, MJF turning chicken shit into chicken salad because that's yep. what this segment was. It was chicken shit, but MJF doing mm-hmm. everything in his power to make the segment somewhat relevant. Yeah. And just shout out to MJF, man. The guy is just so freaking good. Um, but yeah, man, he offers a, a suitcase full of money, a shit ton of money, uh, to uh, Roosh. Should sound familiar, Brian, about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's, you know, he offers this money. He's like, listen, you know, this is free of charge. He's like, I got another five more of these cases with your name on it. If you beat Danielson and you rip his shoulder off of his freaking body, you know, and, and beat they, him with they, it. <laughs> they do, like Roosh says some stuff and, in Spanish or whatever, and he goes to his translator. He's like, "Dipshit, translate." That was the best part. <laughs> that was yeah. the, the, honestly, that was the biggest pop I had at the yeah. entire show. Dipshit, translate, translate. Going to his translator and says, "Dipshit, can you translate that for me?" Yeah, man, it's just you know, it's I, I freaking love MJF, man. Freaking mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah, man. And then like they translate, you know, they do the translation stuff. They they continue to say some words, and uh, MJF ends ends it off with pleasure doing business, man. So it's like, hey, get the job done. The money's yours. You know, pretty much same thing we saw from Brian Cage. You know, talking about listen, you know, I don't care if you win or lose. I just want you to break his arm, and you get mm-hmm. all this freaking money in this freaking case and this freaking whatever else he wants to bring out in his million dollar freaking suit. Um, but yeah, look, um, I, again, I could take it or leave it. I, I, it, again, MJF definitely saved this one for me. I said the same thing about, um, about the Miz, uh, in a promo this past raw with Rick Boogs, I yeah. mean, his facial expression and then him talking about it, him wearing a, uh, a $10,000 suit, his wife bought him. I thought that shit was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Just again, little things like that from MJF, like. The little comments that he makes, you know, he's a, like the heel, that heel type of persona where, it, you know, you have to laugh at some of the stuff that he says. Right. Yeah, man, again, you know, but at the same time, though, Brian, I want to get on board with this segment because, and I'm going to pass this on to you because I do want to get the ball rolling, is that I guess you can say that MJF is trying to maybe double down a little bit. You know, he's offering, mm. it seems like, more money to right. deal with this Brian Danielson problem. You know, he offered... You know, good, decent amount of money, but not as much money he's offering to Roosh this week. Right. So I guess if you want to play it off that way, like he's like he's desperate, like he's starting to almost get desperate as we get close mm-hmm. to revolution. But still, it's it still seems the same thing. And that's just where I'm very hesitant about. Again, where this uh, where yeah. my interest level is with with all of this and, and where it's going, but. That, that's just my take on it, man. Um, again, MJF, you know, listen, as, as this is a pro MJF channel, MJF, he, to me, he is a needle mover. Um, mm-hmm. he's the only thing that's honestly relevant in the show, because, um, you know, you know, listen, I give, I do give, well, I honestly don't give Tony Khan any credit. The segments in these freaking shows are, they suck, but it's his character and his skill to, right. to 
to get people invested over every word that he says is all him. And for that, I give him so much credit. But other than that, man, just, I don't know. It's very hit or miss to me. I can understand maybe where they're trying to go with it or maybe what they're trying to do at the same time. It still feels the same, but Mm -hmm. your thoughts, man, go ahead. Uh, So to start, yeah. So this is another, I think, little mistake or, or just, I don't know, slip of the mind or whatever happened, but like Taz you know, announces like, oh, we're going to throw it back to, I don't know if it was Renee who did the, the interview, but we're going to throw it back to Renee with MJF. Well, it wasn't MJF. It was Roosh and his handlers there for like, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds. And then MJF comes in. So that was kind of weird. And then um, what else do I have here? Uh, oh, so the last time we saw MJF, which wasn't, you know, but maybe five minutes ago, right? He was in the brawl with Takeshita. But then he comes in, you know, scarf, belt doing, shades. Like, what? You were just uh, in this brawl. Maybe, maybe they did it. Maybe they did it in a different, like, a different time frame. Yeah, that also, I could also maybe. Yeah, think, yeah, like, I guess, they yep. do report. Maybe they do these segments that are not, like, actually live. They do it, like, sometimes before the show or, like. True. Days, yeah, I didn't maybe. think about that. That's how I kind of took it. Because I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. He's in a yeah. different attire. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe this was before the show because he, that could be. he knew that Roosh was going to be the next opponent if if Thatcher wasn't going to beat him. Yeah, it definitely was confusing because it didn't say like, oh, like this, this is what happened early on in the show or whatever. So that's the point I got to. But yeah, if, if that is the case, then yeah, that is weird. Yeah. So again, yeah, MJF made this segment again. Um, no shocker there it, again it just throughout the show it was just the the botch on, on commentary from taz or maybe it wasn't a botch i don't know just but yeah the the original way i took it was he was just backstage in a brawl now he's coming in looking like a million bucks well, how the hell did that happen um so i don't know if you were going to do something like that maybe have have done the mjf roosh roosh segment before the brawl you know would have made more sense um but yeah it, it so next week it's going to be Roosh and Danielson and uh yeah I mean Danielson's going to win of course uh I guess maybe focus on the shoulder or or whatever to highlight Roosh a little bit I don't know um and that's the thing we still have another like three weeks to a month like how long can you <laughs> I, I think it, yeah it's still because it's not long. even in the the pay-per-view isn't until march right march 5th i believe yeah so another three to we got another month to three weeks here it's like right how long can you keep this charade going man that's what i mean about tony khan you know people they want to kiss his ass say he's a great booker it's like dude all i see is a bunch of redundant bullshit bro yeah so at at this point what's danielson's had what four matches or three i want to say four he had i I think four two the first match was See, this is how irrelevant it is because I don't. Yeah, know. but I, anyway, so so he's already had four, and then you still Brian got a month. Page, this week was Timothy Thatcher. Then you had Bandito. Bandito was one. Yeah, I think Ta- I think Takeshka was the first one. Okay. Yeah, Takeshka, okay. Then yeah. Bandito, then Brian Cage. Yep. Now it's Timothy Thatcher, and then it's going to be Roosh. That that's it. So, so by the crazy. by the time we get to the pay per view, he's going to have gone through eight people. Per se, you know, I guess know. seven, eight people. Like just like okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so, let's let, let's move, move on, on man. Yep. Um, unless you got more to say, man. No, no, nothing. 
Nope. <laughs> well said. Well said. That was funny. All right, y'all. Next matchup. This was Jade Cardgill versus Red Velvet for the TBS championship, uh, for the TBS title. This was the uh, match for the TBS championship. If you guys didn't know that this was for the title, I don't blame you because at one point I didn't know it was either. <laughs> I, think, I think her streak at this point is bigger than the title, you know? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I like, by the way. I'm going to get into Jay Cargill a little bit. I don't want to mm-hmm. rant too much about it, but I'll get into it in just a second. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, Jay Cargill, well, first off, this match was about, around about seven minutes. Um, Jay Cargill... Showing off her strength a lot, which was actually very impressive. This woman, yeah, yeah. this woman is carrying Red Velvet on her freaking, like just carrying her around the ring on the outside. She's walking up the up the, the steel steps. She's pressing like Red Velvet over her freaking head. Like mm-hmm. the strength on this freaking woman is ridiculous. I mean, you see her freaking physique, like you shouldn't be shocked. But and then she throws uh, Red Velvet over the ring and then onto the ring ropes. I thought that was a really cool spot, actually. I really liked it. And that's the thing about Jade Cargill, man. If you like, if you put her in the right like spots and segments, like she can be like, I mean, fans can like look at that and be like, oh snap, like a woman is doing that shit, bro. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, like that's what I mean, you know? Um, yeah, man. So the match was the match. I knew this match wasn't gonna last more than maybe maybe eight or nine minutes. Um, you know, listen, even though like you know, I like Jade Cargill. I, I like I do like the fact that you know they play to her strengths. You know they, right. they don't have they don't have her like wrestle like over ten minute matches. She doesn't need to, right? I say the same thing about Bray Wyatt and his character. Yes, he puts on he puts on really good matches when he can, but he doesn't need to go out there and wrestle for twenty plus minutes. He doesn't need right. to. He's like yeah. he's special in his own way. You know, same with same with Jay Cargill. If they book her properly, she's she can be special in her own way, and they're actually booking her to me very well with this whole winning streak. Um, but yeah, man, Kiera Hogan comes out. She gets involved. Uh, who was kicked out from the baddies? I guess that's yeah, that's the name, the baddies. Yeah. Um, distracts the referee. Red Velvet hits a roundhouse kick. They go for the cover, but the referee's distracted. And then by the time you hear the crowd chanting one, two, three, so technically, if the ref wasn't distracted, that's the story of this. Yeah. You would have a new TBS champion, but obviously, as the ref figure out what's going on. They go for the cover. I think it was Aubrey Edwards was the, was the ref. She goes for the cover. Jade Cargill kicks out at two and then Jade Cargill, she wins via her jaded uh, power slam. I want to call it. Which was also impressive the way she picked her up into it. It looks like the glam slam. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Beth Phoenix. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then she picks up the W as she should. Her Mm -hmm. streak shouldn't be ended by freaking red velvet. That's no shade to red velvet. It's just, you know, she's just not, she's just, she's just not the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not that guy <laughs> or not that girl. I should say. Not that right. Girl. Again, shout out to everybody who knows that meme anyway. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and then walks out with her, with her daughter from who I believe was at ringside. And yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, I'm going to let you start this one off. Um, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an okay match, and yeah, I think you need to still play to to Jade's strengths here, and she is a legit freaking powerhouse. Um, again, I, I think I mentioned I don't know if this was at the beginning of the show or just before we got on. The best part of the show last night for me was just a moment of realism when when she gets her her daughter after the match because her daughter, which I get, I don't know, she looked to be like three to five years old somewhere in there, who was you know crying and upset so 
you know, I just kind of, as a, as a parent myself, I just, I like that moment, um, her going to pick up her daughter and console her and let her know everything's okay. Um, I don't know how much I'm invested in, because it seems like they're, they're kind of building her as like Goldberg-esque, you know, with a streak. And if this, I don't know how long you're going to let it go. Um, and maybe she's still, you know, I know she's still very new to the business. Maybe she still needs a Goldberg. little. I, I was thinking the same thing, Goldberg and his streak from WCW. Right. Um, so if this, if you're not planning for her, which again, I don't trust Tony Khan at this point. Um, if you're not planning for her to go on the streak and then ultimately become the champion, then what the hell was it for? You know? Um, so great. I mean, she's 50 and 0. I, I'm just not, I'm not fully invested in the streak. Um, just for that reason, just because I, I don't see, I don't see her becoming world champ anytime soon. And so what are you going to, you're going to run this to like 75 and 0, 100 and 0, like at which point then you're just, you're having jobber matches, repeat matches. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think they got to, they got to do something more with Jade. It has to be more than just about the streak. It has to become more than just about the streak. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. No, trust me. Like, even yeah. though like the way they're building her up is this pretty much this beast of a woman, but yeah, right. no, there's definitely, there's also definitely something missing. Like I mentioned about the acclaimed, like there's mm -hmm. just, there is something missing with Jade right. for sure. Uh, but I, and, and that's the thing too, like, you know, how long are they going to keep this streak up? Because not that I don't want to see her lose anytime soon, because it's yeah. just the fact that who is going to be the one to beat her. Right. Like, who, like think of, like, really think about this guys. Like who right now mm -hmm. on the roster is worthy of being, I mean, I guess you could say maybe Britt Baker now that she's a baby face now. See, and I would say, but. My choice would be Jamie Hayter, although I don't feel she's been booked See, properly to this point to be that person. I wouldn't do that because she's your world champion. I wouldn't even have her mess with with her, to be honest with you. If she no, wasn't no, no. world champion, that'd be one thing. To me, to me, it should be Brit. It should be Britt Baker. I mean, if she's a face, I don't understand yeah. why she's all of a sudden miraculously a baby face now. Sure, but if I, I could get behind that too. Yeah, to me, Britt Baker is your girl because there's nobody else, mm -hmm. Brian, on this roster. That's really worthy. I mean, yeah. now that, I mean, maybe you would think maybe uh, Soraya, um, you know, her big return, but like not even Tony Storm. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, we like Tony Storm, but now that she's a heel, you can't yeah. do that. Right. So who else? You know? Yeah, that's, there's I mean, nobody, it's, there's it's, nobody it's else. Hater or Britt. And, and like it's I said, I don't, it has to be Britt. I just um, don't think that. I know that's haters... not what a lot of people want to hear because I know for some reason he, Britt Baker gets a lot of shit from a lot of people. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's just really, really, uh, it's really just odd. And and last thing before I get to the main event, um, I understand the whole, the daughter thing, right? I can understand Brian, someone like you enjoying that moment. Cause you're a father, you know, you understand yeah. feeling, but you know, I think back to like Hulk Hogan. Right. Like I said, man, even though I'm a young man, I'm 25 years old. I do my research. I look up these, I, I, go, I go back and do research and I watch stuff from back in the day. Sure. I remember Hulk Hogan from the minute he would come out to the ring 
to the moment where he would walk back to gor- gorilla position, he is always in character. Always. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you see a lot of wrestlers now where like they're, they're even cutting character by the time they're walking back up the ramp. You know what I'm saying? Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan from the time where he and comes out to the crowd and he exits through gorilla position is always in character. True. That's how much his uh, his reputation with his character means to him and right. to the fans. Mm-hmm. With Kate and all that shit. Yeah. I respect Jade Cargill a lot. I'm sure she's a, a an amazing mother, a great person. Why, as a heel? Are you taking your 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 young daughter like you're this baby, like you're this like yeah, I can see like that. Like you're this nice person all of a sudden. Bring <laughs> your daughter backstage? Right. Can, can someone can, can someone lighten me in this situation here? Like what if I'm if I'm a if I'm running a company, I see that shit, I'm pissed. I'm pissed because Fair enough. It's, just, it's not like Listen, I understand it's your daughter. Like you see your daughter in the crowd. I understand. But when you're when you're in front of that crowd, mm-hmm. when you are in that ring, you are on your A game, you are locked into your character and you stay in character. Yeah, I am I sick and tired, Brian, of all of these wrestlers just breaking character, whether it's a house show or whatever it is, breaking character. It is ruining ruining the business it really is you have jade cargill she comes out she's all cocky she's badass she's this badass heel mm-hmm. and now she walks to the back as this loving mother with her daughter <laughs> yeah it, i mean it, it does yeah it doesn't help the character it doesn't at all. It, it hurts the character. you don't be yeah. there for your daughter and all that shit but like this is your job your job is to stay in character your mm-hmm. job is to to keep that that art, that mystique of professional wrestling, like it's a realistic thing. Like, I just, as, as a parent, I, I just, I give her specifically a pass for that one. Just if, if I was, you know, in a fantasy world in that position and, you know, and my, my four-year-old daughter thought I, I was really hurt. If I, if I was a father or something, maybe, but to me, man, like, and listen, I'm not saying you don't bring your daughter to the arena, but like mm-hmm. in that moment when the camera's still on you, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, feel I, you. I get it of where people like you and other maybe fit, like, you know, parents that you know, they look at that like, oh, that's so wholesome. I completely get it. Like, don't get yeah. it. Like, I completely understand. It's just when it, but when it comes to your job as a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. your job is to perform your character at the highest level. No, I hear you. The time you go out to that ring to the time you walk to the back. That's my take. And yeah, fair enough. That's, shout yeah, out absolutely. to Jade Cargill. She is doing, she has gotten better. She's improved tremendously. Absolutely. Jade, from, from when she started to now 50 and 0, yeah, she's she's improved tremendously in the ring. Jade Cargill, do not do that ever again. Please <laughs> do not do that ever again. No, I'm just keep I'm your daughter dead, backstage, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Do, do not do that ever again. If you want to go back to see your daughter in the back and hug and kiss her, that's fine. Do not do it in front of, 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 of television. You're trying to play a character. Do not. Enough. Right on. Um, let's let's again, man. I just had to rant about that. I know I got I'm in. There's t- I'm telling you, bro, 
We get James Porcelli hates her, parents. We around, man. You know, listen, <laughs> shout out to Jay Cargill. She's a sweetheart. Shout out to her. She's doing a tremendous job. Yeah, she is. Anyway, let's get into this main event, man. Um, mm-hmm. Main event was Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe for the TNT title. No holds barred. Uh, Darby Allen, uh, he's wearing, he comes out wearing like a jacket of like thumbtacks, which I that actually. That was original. Never before. seen that before. Yeah. Uh, has he done that before? No, no, I'm saying Someone I've never else? seen that before from, oh, okay. from anybody. Okay. Yeah, that was original. I've seen that before. I'm like, really? You have? I'm like, I was no, gonna, no. I was gonna say, yeah, he's wearing thumbtacks like a jacket, like a hooded jacket. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh snap. Uh and you can see the look on Joe's face. He's like, okay, this is about to get real. <laughs> um, but yeah, he attacks Joe after the bell. They start to brawl, they brawl on the outside, they brawl into the crowd. Uh, same, pretty same with the Moxley and Hangman match. Uh prior before the match started, they were brawling through the crowd and all over the place. Um, I actually enjoyed this match, Brian. I actually did. Listen, regardless of how we got here, regardless of what we, how, because listen, I was not invested into this match going into it, mm-hmm. but for what it was, I thought, it, well, not what I thought, but realistically, factually, this was good. The, yeah. the, the fact that Joe took over, that was pretty much the controller of this match. He pretty much dominated Darby from start to finish for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, just throwing him around like a rag doll. He's, um, I believe Joe got busted open from a, a suicide dive that hit Joe and, uh, with the table. I think he was bringing out a table from underneath the ring and yeah. dove to a suicide dive through the second rope and he hit Joe in the head. He's busted open. But yeah, man, for the most part, man, like Joe is just making this dude his bitch. Like he's, he's like flipping him over and on concrete steps onto the, into the crowd. And he's, you mm-hmm. know, he's like, He's tossing him over, over the ring and onto the floor. Like, man, it was like, and you know, it was it's brutal. Mentioned before Brian, the past, like Darby Allen and all these bumps he takes, man. It's, it's, it's insane, man. What, what this guy is willing to do to put his body on the line. But, but yeah, man. And I do give credit where credit is due with Darby, man. I mean, for being a small dude, you know, not a lot of people would want to accept uh, th- that no. those types of bumps, especially from a big dude like Samoa Joe, but. But yeah, for, but for the most part, man, this was a this was a good, realistic type of match, and it was and it was violent. You know, it was violent, mm-hmm. no holds barred. Make it freaking violent. I like that stuff, man. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, but so Darby had the sweatshirt, thumbtack jacket, and then Joe was like, "Nah, man, I'm taking this shit off." He takes it off early in the match, and then Darby puts it back on later in the match. He goes for the coffin drop, your favorite move, Brian. You know the coffin <laughs> drop. But this time um, with, with thumbtacks. With the now with thumbtacks now, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe ends up kicking out of that. Um, and then the ring starts to tear apart. Like they tear apart the ring. Now the wooden floor is being exposed into the ring. Again, very violent match, which I did, which which was enjoyable and which was entertaining. And I will give them that credit. Um, but yeah, man. So Joe ends up pulling the ref or pushing the ref into the ropes to lose Darby Allen's footing. Darby Allen was on the top rope getting set mm-hmm. up for a move. Uh, Joe, since it's no holds barred, pushing the ref into the ropes. And then Darby loses his footing. He lands on the, on the top turnbuckle. And I think Joe ends up hitting, a, I think it was called a muscle buster is mm-hmm. what, the, at least from what I'm hearing from comments. Yeah, that's, that's it. From yeah. the top rope onto the wooden floor. And yeah, man, Joe, uh, Samoa Joe gets into the cover. One, two, three. And we have a new, TNT champion, which is Samoa Joe. And then after the match, Wardlow. Wardlow yep. makes his return. He hits the ring. 
He goes after Joe looking like a freaking beast. It's actually good. I actually, like, I'm not a fan of Wardlow, but it was actually, you know, it was actually good to see this dude. Not like, mm-hmm. um, attacks Joe security gets into the ring. Samoa Joe escapes uh, up the rampway. So, uh, Wardlow is now taking out security, you know, even though we've seen that before, I guess in the past, but still making Wardlow look like a beast, which, you know, should have been the, uh, the plan from day one, but yeah. I'm going to get more into that in just a second. Um, and yeah, man, we just go off the air. Wardlow is just tossing security guards around and Samoa Joe is like looking back in fear. And yeah, man, that, that was, that was, uh, that was AEW dynamite, man. That was the show. The show goes off the air before mm-hmm. I get into this, man, Brian, you start this off, man. The floor is yours. Sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was, it was, an, it was a good match. It was entertaining. Um, let me just run off a couple spots here, man. So, oh. There's a so that suicide dive you were talking about. That was the first one I saw where uh, Samoa Joe's outside gets the table, and um, Darby hits it like a suicide jo- dive. You know the table into into Samoa Joe. Um, there was a, a spot where they're they're fighting up in the crowd, and you don't see him land. But I can only freaking imagine, man. So these are the concrete steps in any arena that you've ever been to, where Samoa Joe just dumps him kind of looking like on his head back and you know onto these concrete concrete steps which you don't you don't really see Darby hit but shit you can only imagine I mean that was freaking painful um let me see uh there's another spot where Joe just like literally just picks him up and chucks him over the top rope onto the floor uh there was another spot where joe set up like two two steel chairs back to back and kind of just dumps him on his back right in the middle and then gives him a power or no he was going for the power bomb and that's when darby reversed it into again we were talking about it earlier i don't know if the move is called the canadian destroyer looks like a canadian destroyer yeah but there's no way in hell darby allen can pull this (laughs) off on a guy like samoa joe like we all know darby allen is 150 pounds soaking wet you're just asking a lot from the audience and and like you said joe dominated the whole match the only real offense i can remember allen getting in was that that uh canadian destroyer and then he kind of does that inverted stunner i guess and then he goes outside to the ring and starts cutting the mat right or cutting the strings to the mat which for me i just felt it it just took too long right like i mean darby allen has been brutalized the entire match he pulls out two moves out of his ass and then spends two minutes outside the ring cutting the ropes well like where the hell is joe like he's still i guess trying to sell this stunner to me, it's just you're you're asking a lot from the audience, you know, to keep that believability. Um, and then there was the point where uh, Allen, he tries to get the jacket back on, but, you know, the sleeves are inside out. So it was just a little sloppy. It didn't really work out as planned, but I see what they were going for. Um, I, I'm good with Joe winning the title. Um, you know, uh, Darby Allen. I'm going to be real for a minute. Like, I don't know what his career plans are, how long he wants to remain in this business, but a guy his size, like, man, there was five to 10 spots just in this match alone. And it's in all of his matches. This, These are his matches where he just takes these bumps that 
I don't know. Maybe he's a one in a million dude that just by the grace of God doesn't get hurt. But homeboy, I'm telling you, man, the older you get, I, I just I Foley legitimately hope example. who's that? Mick Foley. Yeah. Taking a lot I of mean, bumps and a lot of crazy shit he did in his career. Yeah. I, I just legitimately hope that he doesn't wind up paralyzed or like because man, the shit he does, I, I think. I mean, I get it. It's his character, but bro, you gotta, you're going to have to start taking care of yourself at some point, man. Um, so then Wardlow comes out at the end and and look, I, I totally want to see Wardlow and Samoa Joe go at it. So I really like that, you know, how, how it ended there. Um, you know, glad to see the, the title back on Samoa Joe and I'd much rather see Samoa Joe and Wardlow in a feud, whether it's for the title or not than Darby Allen and Samoa Joe or Darby Allen and Wardlow. Um, I'm For me, I'm, I've never been so much into the, the kind of David and Goliath, you know, kind of pairing um, going back through, you know, through years of, of wrestling. Like I feel when you do that as often and as often as you're doing it with Darby, it's just, it's so, Look, I understand it's wrestling and it's scripted and it's whatever, but I just feel like you're really, really, really asking a lot from the audience to believe that Darby Allen's going out there and beating Samoa Joe and beating Wardlow and, you know, any kind of, you know, Brian Cage or any kind of monster like that. Um, so for me, I, I would just, I would rather see... And not that I like the flippy dive, you know, matches... But I, you know, somebody, somebody more his size, uh, you know, I, I would want to see him in a feud with because the David and Goliath thing, it just run its course for me years back, you know. So yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. Just um, it was a good match, violent, yes, entertaining. Darby, just take care of yourself, bro. <laughs> Seriously, man. That, that's all I got to say about that. Here, here's my problem, Brian, with this whole mm -hmm. situation. And and this is where, like, I probably get the most amplified here. Sure. I, I don't understand the direction with this title. Yeah. This title, this TNT title, is a fucking joke. I yep. mean, can somebody in this freaking company hold this title for more than a month? Right. Like... You're telling me that Samoa Joe lost this title not even a month ago. <laughs> and now here he is a month later winning it back. Right. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. So so we've had, what, two, maybe two or three Darby Allen runs, a I'm couple Samoa Joe. I, I'm going to pull up some stats. So Samoa Joe won the title. This was in full gear, right? That mm -hmm. triple threat freaking schmoz, that's right? Title. 47 days he hold that, held that title. Guys, that's pathetic. 40, yeah. 47 days. Darby Allen, he won it back in January 4th. 28 days he held that title. 28. And now here is Samoa Joe yet again winning this freaking title. Yet again. And, and that's just an example. I know what you're saying, guys. Like, oh, James, well, that's just one, that's just one or two title reigns, whatever. Oh, I'm not, oh, that, it's, it, it's, it's not just that. I, you can go back months and years. Listen to this, Brian. N not even that. How about 
when Sammy Guevara held the title, right? Back in January of just of last year, held it for 42 days. The next was Scorpio Sky, held it for 38 days. Sammy Guevara wins it back, not even for two weeks, <laughs> for 11 days. Scorpio Sky again, 70 days. And then Wardlow finally wins it. Oh, great. 139 days. Finally, someone breaks that 100-day mark. Holy yeah. Shit. I mean, guys, can this title be any more of a joke? I mean, what are we doing? If Agreed. this is your title, right? Because I understand MJF is not defending it. You know, you want, you want his prestige to stay. You know what I'm saying? So the TNT championship is your it, – it's, it's a big part of your show. How can anybody take this shit seriously if you just play hot potato with this freaking title? Two yeah. weeks ago, now Samoa Joe's winning it. Now Darby Allen's winning it. Samoa Joe wins it back. So what is 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 uh, is Warlow just going to win it at Revolution, guys? What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, this is ridiculous, bro. This is why Brian, nobody, and I mean nobody feel special in this company when Tony Khan is like, you know what? You get a title reign. You get a title reign. You might as well be playing Oprah, Oprah. at this point. You get a title reign. You get a title reign. Everybody gets a title reign because you know, why not? Yeah. Oh my God. That drives me up a freaking wall. And I'm just, I'm done. Every week we see this title <sighs> defended on the show for what? Right. For what? Because we want, because we want great wrestling because we want to show, you know, you know, great competition and fighting champions. Fuck off. I'm done. I know I, this is probably the most I've cursed on this platform and I apologize, but I mean, like, what are we doing? It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. What is making me now get invested? Oh, listen, Wardlow's back. Listen, I look, I like the fact that Wardlow's back. I actually, it was actually good to see Wardlow. But mm -hmm. now you're telling me now, so you effed up. You should have did Wardlow and Samoa Joe freaking months ago when he had him turn on this son of a bitch back in November. But Tony Khan, know he, he, he knows that he effed up. And now, because he added Will Hobbs for some odd reason, and now here he is at putting this match together again. But here's the thing. We've seen these two in the ring already, whether it's right. freaking in a tag, in a triple threat. How does it feel special now? Because we've seen these two in the ring. Well, James, well, they haven't been in the singles competition before. I don't give a shit. I've seen these two in the ring before already. There is nothing, nothing else that they can do that I've seen before, like them in the ring together. That's going to be any different. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't understand. It's, it's just, it's like this title is no better than the 24-7 title of WWE. It's literally no better. It's the, it's just, it's a joke. Yeah. It's an absolute disgrace. It is see, a I, if I could yeah. interject real quick, like, I think that's a problem in the wrestling industry as a whole where, man, I can remember back in the day, you know, 80s, early, mid 90s, where like, you know, the secondary titles, the Intercontinental Championship, the TV title, the US title, they they meant something, right? And and you had, you know, it was it was that... Whoever had the, you know, I can remember, you know, uh, Macho Man's Intercontinental Championship reign or Shawn Michaels or Razor Ramon, or you go back over to WCW, um, 
which had the television title, and I guess they had the U.S. title. That was part of the original WCW. But, um, you know, guys like Luger and Sting and, you know, it, it was all, it was that, it was that stepping stone, like you're, you're one step away from the world title. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just not, I, I could say the same thing for the U.S. title over in WWE and the, the TV title or the TNT title here. Yeah. It's just, it's become meaningless. It It's just, you, you got the world championship I guess you well in the WWE with the Usos as the tag team champions. That's that's been good. In AEW, uh, the tag team champs don't seem so special, especially now with a trios tag team. Like what the fuck? Um, but yeah, like can we get back to making these titles actually mean something and have somebody you know go on a six month run where again. When I was coming up watching wrestling, so, you know, you had, say, go back to WWE in the 80s, right? Hogan was the champ. Whoever was the Intercontinental champ was that guy right behind him, coming after him. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, right there. And it's just not that way in the wrestling industry anymore, you know? Like, and I don't know why. Like, why, why is the Intercontinental champion or the U.S. champion or the TNT champion, why are you not making them important? I don't get it. So yeah, it's I, I totally agree with you, man. It, it's just if you're going to continue just to have like a round robin of, you know, people title reigns, then it just dilutes it so much that nobody gives a shit, and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're on. It doesn't mean you're you're being pushed into the main title or the main event picture or you know elevated. It just it means nothing. So yeah, I'm with you, man a joke man and just i'm just so frustrated because for sure I've said this before and i'm going to continue to say it this company has so much potential this company mm -hmm. has so much talent and tony khan is not doing a goddamn thing to make us care at all right. guys i want everyone to go back and watch again i hate comparing wwe but sometimes i feel like i need to mm -hmm. go back and watch Sami Zayn and his betrayal to the bloodline and that entire segment like that's professional wrestling that's how exactly you matches that's how you just build feuds in general I'm not mm -hmm. standing here being a WWE ass kisser no I call shit like it is because what WWE does I trash them for shit that they don't do right and I praise them for stuff that they they actually do really well and that is yeah. something that storyline is something that they have just done tremendously well from start to finish you come over to this company and it is nothing but just just formulaic redundancy and and that's and this is why and it's not just doing damage to the to the people to the to the wrestlers it's the title yeah. right that's it's it's like i don't understand like what we're doing flip-flopping these titles right. every month and like at some point Tony Khan, you have got to make this title prestigious. Yeah. That's the point. Right. Because you have the MJF title. MJF <laughs> can only do so much holding the world championship, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, see this notes? <laughs> that's that's what I have to say. Yeah. Oh, it, crap. But anyway, 
I appreciate everybody um, joining in on this episode, man. Um, I appreciate y'all joining in. Like I said, man, we get amplified. We get we get loud at times, but man, we call it like it is, man. We want to see, you know, I say we don't sugarcoat stuff, man. Um, so again, if, if there's some AEW fans out there that are listening to this and are not liking my words or Brian's words, and yeah, I said, let us know, Brian man. is an AEW fan, man. He is a- Absolutely. And, and the fact that he's calling this a shit show, like we mentioned before, <laughs> that says it all. Yeah, it, and, it really was, and and it's been like yeah. I, like that. Like I said in the beginning, like it's really, and it, it maybe you could say you could argue it's been a little bit longer. But for me, especially these last three weeks, where maybe now that we're doing the podcast, I'm actually like writing matches down, and I can go back and and look at it. Man, these last three weeks have just been. <laughs> my wife makes fun of me. I got a saying when I don't like something, it's hot garbage. This has been hot garbage, man. Like it's just. Outside of MJF, um, I, I mean, there's a, you know, I, I'll say this. There's a lot of wrestlers I like in AEW. There's other than an MJF storyline, which even I have my issues with that because it just seems like it's all gauntlet matches for him. There's no story that I'm invested in, you know, it, there, so again, it's just a lot of, a lot of great matches with no story. Or, or little story and you know you're you're not going to be a, a successful wrestling company if you're not building story and characters so take that for what it is tony i don't know man <laughs> i like i said I, I and i think we both agree i know he's passionate about the business i know he's a huge fan um we've discussed it earlier i guess he's the ultimate final booker i don't know if you get you got to get like, and I, I know he's got old school wrestling guys in there. I don't know if he, if that's the part of the booking team or not, but if not, shit, get him in there, man. So, yeah. I got one more quick shout out before, before we sign off here. So my, my daughter's been bugging me. She wants me to give her a shout out on this podcast. So <laughs> this Saturday actually is NXT vengeance. And so uh, Mackenzie, that's my daughter. Uh, so I'm taking her to her first live wrestling show. That'll be the Saturday NXT Vengeance. Hey, so, nice. so, uh, and I, I'll be out there. James, I think you're going to stop by out there too. You know, we're kind of going to be uh, promoting here our our podcast here and and our our um, uh, Facebook page and Instagram and things like that. So, if you're in the Charlotte area, man, uh, you know maybe you got tickets. Maybe you'll see us out there, but. Uh, Shout out to my daughter. Uh, you know, I hope she she has a good time at her her first match. Um, she's one of those. So so far, she's she doesn't like watching so much on TV, any sport really. But live, she gets really into it. So we'll see, man. I'm excited to take her there. So it, it'll be fun. We'll be out there Saturday. I love it, man. Love it. Yeah, that's NXT Vengeance Day mm -hmm. uh, for this weekend, yep. which is in Charlotte. But yeah, man. Shout out to your daughter, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, yes, we are going to be handing out flyers, trying to get, you know, spread the word, man. Like I said, man, yeah. you guys are fans of professional wrestling, bro. If you're listening to this, man, spread the word. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, Absolutely. Are, we are just getting started, man. We want to become voices in this community. We want to take this community to new heights, man. And that is the ultimate goal. So mm -hmm. appreciate you, Brian, for bringing that up, man. So yeah, man. Once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for watching this episode, man. Uh, this was AEW Dynamite uh february 1st 2023 um episode 14 man make sure you guys tune in on sunday sunday is our next episode we will be 
um, covering SmackDown, man. A lot of stuff going on with 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 SmackDown, the whole Bloodline situation, mm-hmm. Zayn, where that's going to lead to. Absolutely. Closer and closer to the Chamber as well as WrestleMania. So yeah, man, a lot of good content coming coming your way. A lot of a lot of stuff to talk about, man. And we are going to be here talking all about it. So thank you guys once again. That is going to do it for today's episode. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody.